Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. In the wee hours of the day, it is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. It is very weird saying 2022, but we're done with the number 22. That's how many games the Cavs won last season, ladies and gentlemen. This year, we're already 23 and 18, took down the Kings in the late hours. Heck of a game. The new addition, Rajon Rondo against the team he played for six years back. Guards De'Aaron Fox, forces a miss, and an atrocious finish actually turned in to a win for us. So shout out Cavs, shout out Rondo, a lot to talk about. Also just want to shout out the New York Knicks last night. I was at the game as the Knicks battled against the... Who are the Knicks playing? I was just there. Time flies. All right, it was Knicks versus Spurs, but shout out Wally Zerbiak. Had some really cool seats courtesy of work in a, in a box, and Wally Zerbiak stopped by at halftime, got a couple of picks. We talked about the Cavs. He said he loved his days with LeBron. Cleveland were some of his favorite years, and it's really cool. As some of my listeners here know, uh, to those that have season tickets or those that go to games constantly or are in the know or have seeing these guys growing up. It's really just cool when you take some of the knowledge you have about sports and you literally tell it right to someone that was there in the league. It's like, wow, you're not even batting an eye. You don't have to prove anything. You're just in the know. Just like anything you know so well, you're talking about with a colleague or a comrade. And so shout out Wally Zerbiak. He said he's never done a podcast before, not once. And so across the Cavs will not make history as the first Wally Zerbiak podcast, but just had to get that in there. Got home from the game at the Garden, tuned in to watch the Cavs, and this was almost terrible. It was almost horrible. We're up 10 with two and a half minutes after the Lowry market in three and thinking, all right, we got this. This is a win. Lowry hits the dagger. But then, of course, because it's never easy with the fellas, the game was going, it kept moving along, and then all of a sudden it's a one-point game, and we had lost to the Kings on a buzzer beater about a year ago in an, another game that had started after 10 o'clock. De'Aaron Fox missed, Rajon Rondo locked him down. And let's look at Rondo's numbers, because I have a lot to say about that man. Five points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, plus two in 19 minutes of action. They took out Garland for the final possession. Shockingly, they kept Jenny on the court, but they did not reinsert Lamar Stevens. So in his third game with the Cavs, been in the league since 06, they give Rajon Rondo the De'Aaron Fox assignment. Didn't call for help, didn't need the help. He made the play, and the Cavs came away with the win. So Rajon Rondo has now logged three games for the Cavs. His first one against the Blazers. It's three games in four days, too, coming off the COVID list, and he's looked very good. No, nothing lingering. He had 11 points, five rebounds, and three assists across 16 minutes, two threes, five free throws. And in game two against the Warriors, six of 10, three of three from deep, 15, three and five off the Cavs by scoring 13 in the final quarter to keep them in the ball game. And now last night, he guards Fox. He hit some big plays, had some really nice passes. There was a cold spell late in the second quarter or may have been the third, where then he found Mobley with the shot clock at about two for an open jump shot on a possession that had nothing going. So he has made good things happen. 
The Cavs have gone two and one so far on their West Coast when we got Utah up next. I'm not excited for that game, especially after Donovan Mitchell's postgame comments last night. They're hungry for a win. The good news is I don't believe we're going to see Rudy Gobert. Hopefully he's okay. Rudy Gobert getting COVID and touching all those microphones is what's is what set off the entire pandemic being what it is, where it's like, all right, this is a serious thing. Anybody can get it. It's spreading like wildfire. We knew it was here, but Rudy touching the mics is what brought it to our attention. Like, oh, they're stopping the NBA. So it looks like he should be back by the end of the week with the new five-day rule. Unless he has symptoms, we'll have to wait the full 10. Hope his health is okay, but from a basketball perspective, very happy he will not be on the court. That's a, what, three-time, almost four-time defensive player of the year. We will see Hassan Whiteside, a guy who does deserve a little more respect. He's gotten clowned a lot over the years, but he's been a very solid guy for them. A double-double machine as a starter, even a bench guy. Would love to see small ball with, I think Rudy Gay's out actually as well right now with a, with a heel injury maybe. Don't don't quote me on that. They have Eric Paschal. So if he's playing center, just give me Jared Allen on Eric Paschal all day. I do like Eric Paschal as a basketball player, especially when he has to go against Jared Allen. And my last note on Rondo here, which is very interesting, he was part of the Lakers during a long losing streak earlier this year when they dropped five straight, three by double digits. He had a negative net rating in all four of those games. He has had a positive net rating in two of his three Cavs appearances and has played good minutes in every game. We didn't know what we were going to get from him exactly. It's hard to say, but he has done some really good things on the court. And I do believe Rajon Rondo can be the backup point guard and fill-in shooting guard at times on a team that's competing to win a playoff series. Rondo got it done last night. Kevin Love led and Jared Allen with 18 apiece to lead six guys in double figures. The Cavs blocked eight shots. Love, Allen, and Mobley all had two of them. I didn't like the 16 turnovers and the fact that they only forced 10 Pretty lucky that the Kings were without Rashawn Holmes, Tristan Thompson, and Damian Jones. But they, they do have some talent. That was a tricky game. Buddy Heald gets a lot of flack for his defense, but he had two steals and a block. He scored 19 for them. His threes kept them in the game. I think Namias Keita, I'm still learning how to pronounce that name because I, I haven't heard it much because he's what the fifth center on the Kings. But Alex Len shot two for 13 and was absolutely abysmal. That helps. You know, De'Aaron Fox being in foul trouble helped a lot. I think if he had played more fourth quarter minutes, he would have been in better rhythm for that last shot. So we owe the Kings a debt of gratitude. I don't know why the minutes were what they were. Harrison Barnes, 28. Marvin Bagley, 21. But we overcame a lot. 10 steals from them. And ultimately came away with the win. Jetty Osman pouring in 15. Some big shots. I had the Kings broadcast. Mark Jones was showing a lot of love for Jetty Osman and you know we look back at the final score 109 108 I don't want to relive the play-by-play -play of the final two and a half minutes it's 12 25 it's a work night and you see the team about to blow a lead where we're all staying up we're wondering what on earth's gonna happen if you bet the money line for the Cavs you won if you bet the spread you lost this is not about the betting aspect but if you bet money line, good for you. I, I, I don't. I'm glad I don't bet on the Cavs because if I did, I would be way too confident every game because this is a very talented squad. And I would be <laughs> – I'm glad that I don't. That was a good win. 
We took down the Kings. And before that, let's talk a little bit about the Warriors game. It was a 96-82 loss. Lamar Stevens led the team in scoring with a career-high 17. And, and in a game we lost by 14, he was a plus 7. Dylan Windler was a plus 10 in 16 minutes. So maybe next time we play the Warriors next season, let's see if we can, you know, play them for 48. To lose by 14 to Clay and to Steph, but to have two guys with a positive net, that's incredible. But here's the crazy thing about the Warriors game. Golden State won the third quarter 28-14. The final score saw them win by 14. If you eliminate the third quarter, the Cavs have two identical showings against the Dubs, who will probably win the title this year, in my opinion. Three great quarters. The first time, we were up double digits going to the fourth, and then Steph Curry just said, yeah, I'm the greatest shooter in the world. Let's show Cleveland fans why, and let's show them how I can ruin their night. He did ruin you did. You were might have been born in Ohio, Mr. Curry, but you can, you're still not loved in Cleveland. I like you, but most of Cleveland does not. Respectfully so. You beat us in the finals three times. You also play with Kevin Durant, which rubs some people the wrong way. This isn't about Kevin Durant. Box score, Rondo 15, Stevens 17, Osmond minus 20, Love minus 21, Garland minus 22. On the Warriors side, Steph plus 23. Pool plus 17, Iggy plus 15, Bielitsa minus seven, Peyton minus nine, Clay minus two. We won the Clay minutes. Why wasn't that on ESPN or NBA TV? Well, probably because he only played 20. But I was very proud of the Cavs showing against the Warriors. I think they played with a lot of heart. I think Wiggins, 10 points. But here was the issue. 22 offensive rebounds. How many offensive rebounds? 22. You're not going to beat anybody with 20 if you're giving up 22 offensive rebounds. Kavon Looney, 18 rebounds. He averages seven on the season, and that's a career high. He averages two offensive rebounds a game. He grabbed nine. Kavon Looney is six feet nine, 222 pounds. We have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Kevin Love, Lowry Markkinen. Do we remember that Kevin Love used to get 20 rebounds a night in Minnesota? How on earth did that happen? How did that happen? This is the first time Kevon Looney will ever start more than he comes off the bench. We let him get nine offensive rebounds, 18 for the game. Now, he's a guy that gets clowned a lot, and maybe he's one of the worst starters on a good team in the league, but he plays good defense. He rebounds the ball well. And I don't think the Cavs paid him any respect. He was hitting mid-range jump shots. He can barely make a contested layup. And he's hitting 15-footers against elite defensive players. Nevertheless, we're talking about the Warriors. Draymond or not. They have Curry, who's pro who is an all-star, probably a captain. They have Clay, the most loved player in the world. They have Wiggins, who could be an all-star. They have Jordan Poole who went from shooting 28% over his first two months as a rookie to being a 25-point-per-guy night if he's locked in and he gets enough touches. I, I mean, the Warriors shot 10 for 42 from three. 10 for 42! 23%! And they still beat us by 14 points. So what more can you say? We're going to move on from the Warriors game and just say this. The Cavs played a very good basketball game, but the Warriors are still the enemy. 
They're still the rival, and they're still going to be a pain in the ass for a long time. Now, I'm very happy. We have 41 games left. We will not see the Warriors again. If the Cavs make the finals, which is a 0.0001 chance, that could be a top six, and they actually play the Warriors, then we'll, we'll talk. But we're two or three years away from that being anywhere close to realistic. We need Sexton. We need Rubio. You need a, a forward who can score 20, not just a guard. I'm not talking about mobile. I'm talking about a guy that can drive and create his own shot. That's the thing we still don't have. But a good effort against the Warriors held them to 96 points. We're in the game. And if you take away the bad third quarter, we tie. You can't do that realistically. But if you can play 36 out of 48 minutes at a winning level against the hardest team in the league, no disrespect to Brooklyn, but I don't know what to expect from them. Kyrie still can't play home games. Harden just got hurt. They have injuries all over the place, COVID protocol. So we don't even know what they're capable of. No disrespect to the Bulls, who could win the East. And no disrespect to the Bucks, who have, I think, the best big three in the league. I think the most versatile big three, arguably, arguably, since Durant, Thompson, and Steph. I mean, just wow uh, on that count. Giannis does everything. Middleton is clutch. Holiday's. Holiday literally ripped the ball away through an alley-oop to Giannis to close a finals game against Chris Paul. Who does that? No one does that. And let's quickly talk about that Blazers game from Friday night. Feels like another world with how quickly. That's three games in four days. That was also a 10 p.m. start, a 114-101 win. Darius had 26, Mobley 18 and 8, Allen 13 and 13. Jetty came back, scored 14. Evan Mobley was the only cow with a negative net rating. The things I want to say about this game, I like how he played defense for most of it. I mean, Nurkic shot five for 17, hit a couple of threes. He had his moments. Norman Powell was five of 14. Nasir Little, three of nine. Anthony Simons, who went off again last night. Blazers just beat the Nets last night. They didn't have Powell, Lillard, Nance, or McCollum. And they beat the Nets, who didn't have Harden, but they have Kyrie and Durant. That's not The Nets get no excuses for losing. If Kevin Durant's on your team, you should be able to be competitive in any game. And they lost. But Malcolm Moore just went off, was two of eight. The Blazers only had one guy with a positive net rating. It was Cody Zeller who played 12 minutes. Thank you for not playing him more, Chauncey. But Garland would hit five threes. The team hit 17 of them. They were up 10 at the break. They had a sloppy third quarter, but they finished hot. Garland ripped the ball away from Robert Covington. If there's ever a flex on him weight room moment for Darius Garland, that is it right there. You know, shout out to him. It was a good gutsy win. Sure, Portland is shorthanded. Cavs don't have Sexton or Rubio for the rest of the year. Okoro's been out too. That's three of your top eight guys not available. So that's just constantly switching. Next man up, that's the NBA. That's life in the NBA. Rondo had a good debut. I thought the team played very well. And I really don't have much to complain about. I'm happy with the Cavs' effort recently. I think the good days are going to continue to be ahead. Last year, we went 22-50. and 50. This year, we're 23-18. and 18. So, quick projection. Next six games. We'll have two at home, four on the road. The road trip continues on to Utah tomorrow at 9 o'clock. 8.30 on Friday. We got the Spurs Saturday against OKC, 8 p.m. OKC on the road. 
On Monday, MLK, 3 p.m., we got Brooklyn. I'm excited to watch that one. Wednesday, we got the Bulls, 9, 8 p.m., local time. And then Saturday, we have the Thunder again, this time at home, 8 p.m. And I will probably record before next Saturday, but projections? Not going to beat Utah tomorrow. I, I can't see that happening. They always go off against the Cavs. Last year was ridiculous. Earlier this year, they had our number. Mitchell's going to play Matt. He's going to score 45. Not actually 45, but he's going to be hot. I don't think he'll need he'll play enough minutes to do that. But we remember Bubble Mitchell when he scored 57 in his playoff debut in the bubble. He had played in the playoffs outside before. Him and, and Murray had that crazy duel. So I think he'll go off. Jazz win. I think we'll beat the Spurs on Friday. I don't know who they're going to get back. Saw them last night at the Garden. They were super shorthanded. Don't have Devin Vassell. Don't have Keldon Johnson. Don't have Dougie McBuckets. They weren't playing Delhi's old pal, Jock Landale, for some reason. He could have done damage to the Knicks because their bigs can't guard the three-point line. I think we'll beat OKC, lose to Brooklyn, lose to Chicago, beat OKC. So that's loss, win-win, loss-loss win. That's three and three over the next six. Shout out Rondo. Shout out Wendler. Great days are coming for the Cavs. Again, quick episode today. Be back again soon. This has been the latest edition of Across the Cats. If you like what you hear, subscribe on Apple. Rate us on Spotify. That, that's something you can do now. Spotify listeners, there you go. More content to come. Hope to get Tim Alcorn on, as I mentioned last time, pretty soon. No Wally Zerbiak, unfortunately. not a podcast guy. But again, great to talk about the Cavs. Love LeBron. Love being there. And so see you again soon. Take care, everybody.